go. Let's go with Larry Fitzgerald. Hey, Larry, hope you had a great Thanksgiving. How you doing? I did. I did, Jim. My parents are a little tighter today than they were last week, but it was uh, it was great. and love to be able to spend time with the family and uh, be able to have a carefree attitude in terms of what you consume. <laughs> <laughs> you're out of shape, aren't you? you? You're letting it get away from you. Hey, I knew it was. I knew I had a free pass from even Tom Brady said he he gets off his diet for Thanksgiving. I I, I knew I could go all in, Jim. <laughs> what do you jump in on? What's what's the favorite dish? What what do you look back at and say, you know, that sure tasted good, but boy, do I regret it. If you haven't tried fried turkey, you have got to try it. It's uh it's unbelievable. I wouldn't say it's the most uh, healthy, but you know, once you try, you'll never go back. And I'm I'm a big fan of the candy yams, and you know, so those those two are high on the list. Now, I saw the fire department out here in Los Angeles was telling people, watch out for this fried turkey. And then they did one in the parking lot and damn near blew up the whole parking lot. <laughs> then I saw Jimmy Kimmel. It uh, looked like he singed and fried his hair a little bit in his eyebrows. Uh, I'm not sure if it was fried turkey, but uh, that presumably is what happened here. Uh, that can be dangerous, not only for your stomach and the calories, but uh, kind of tough to prepare. It is. You have to know what you're doing when you're dropping that turkey in there, the grease splattering all over the place and, you know, making sure you're pulling out at the right time. Um, you know, it's a, but once once it's done right, Jim, is I'm telling you, there's nothing better. If you, you and Snake haven't tried it, you have to you have to try it next Thanksgiving. What's it like for you to have been in shape for 25 plus years and now you're carrying around a, a couple extra pounds? You used to lift those those weights uh, for exercise. Now you're carrying it. <laughs> no, Jim, I'm still in good shape, Jim. I'm still in good shape. I always got to stay fit. Just to, this general fitness, you got to gotta always stay on top of that. You know, you don't want to have to deal with any health issues down the road. And uh, it's something that I'm very serious about. Well, you talk about shape and the Rams are not in good shape. Uh, the Rams have, uh, are in free fall. Um, didn't look good uh, the past couple of weeks. Uh, went out yesterday to Green Bay and... Obviously, the Packers may be the best team in the National Football League right now. Uh, nobody's been able to get on that consistent train, but perhaps the Packers are the best, but the Rams are an issue here. What did you see in that game, and do you have the same concerns that everybody out here in Los Angeles has and in and, and, and what seems to be a free fall here? Well, Jim, what I am excited about with the Rams offensively, you know, all three of their top wide receivers had big games. It was great to see Odell get in the end zone and make some explosive plays, you know, just to show that he's another he's he's regained his form and he can make plays for them down the stretch. But I was really concerned with their defense, Jim. I mean, with Von Miller and Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and so many high performing players, you know, they just not they're just not getting it done. They weren't able to stop the run. Aaron was able to make plays in the passing game. And, you know, they just kept them on their on their heels the whole night. Um, and never I never felt like they had control at any point of the game. And, uh, you know, they, they got to do a better job. They got to be able to get consistent pressure on quarterbacks week in and week out and be able to turn the ball over um, like they were able to in years past when they were able to cause havoc. Well, Matthew Stafford's not doing well, so you can look at the defense all you want. Teams are going to give up points to to Aaron Rodgers, and I think your points are all really, really valid, but there's something off here with Matthew Stafford at this point in the season, too. Well, I mean, Matthew's still making some great throws. The post throw he made to Jefferson down the middle. I mean, he, he still makes unbelievable throws um, in clutch situations, but, you know, he's always been prone for a turnover or two. Um, and, you know, that's the kind of, the, that's the kind of the gunslinger mentality that you're dealing with with Matthew. I mean, he's going to throw you into some games and he's going to throw you out of a field. Um, I, I just looking at it, watching the game the way I did, I don't really see the offense being the main issue. Um, that defense definitely has to be shored up though. And what about the coaching? 
Uh, everybody loves Sean McVay. Uh, he's obviously a terrific football mind. Uh, he's had some success. He's young. He's exuberant. Um, he deals forthrightly and, and comes out and answers the questions. Uh, but he's making mistakes, in my opinion. And he is not beyond reproach here. Uh, when you're in Green Bay and you're going for it early in the game on fourth and one from the 29-yard line, your own 29-yard line, you're just turning over the ball and handing points to Green Bay when you do that. These young coaches, Brandon Staley does it every week. It's, it's I'm sure, probably percentages right, the analytics, and everybody's going for it on fourth down, and, and the numbers are high that you make it. But then when you don't make it, I think it's foolish. And I think it's foolish to give Green Bay points on their home field. Either you don't believe in your team that you can stop them if you punt the ball, or you think that you just have that much arrogance that you're going to make it every time. And that's not the case. They're paying the guys on defense, too. That's what Fran Tarkington said 50 years ago. Jim, I, I, disagree, I disagree with that assessment. You know, fourth and one, early in the game, on the road, um, huge But you're behind already. You're behind it, already. It doesn't, and getting it doesn't further matter. behind it, Green it, Bay it, isn't going to help. It shows your team that you are fully committed. You believe in what they're doing. Um, I, I always love when my coach would always call it on fourth and one, fourth and two, because he had a belief that his offensive players can go out there and get it done. And then when you're able to get that first down and really able to change the momentum, it sparks your team, Jim. And I, I like the decision for him to be able to go go for it on fourth and one. It's easy to second guess it after the, after they're stopped, but I just like the thought process that goes into doing it, Jim. And, and if you were asked any of those players from man to man on that offense, I bet there wasn't a, there wasn't one guy in that huddle that was against going going for it on fourth and one, Joe. Well, and they shouldn't be coaching in the NFL either. You still have seventy yards to go. It's not like this is the turning point of the game, but you're creating a turning point of the game if you miss it. You're switching it all around, and you're just giving Green Bay Green Green Bay goes in and gets points, and they did. So well, I'm never going to understand. You know, maybe it's boring. Maybe it's conventional. I'm going to go with Belichick and Brady. Any possession ending with a kick is a good possession, and that also means a punt. Jim, if you're looking at it from the dinosaur's perspective like you are, um, you know, that's definitely your opinion. But, you know, for the younger coaches, you know, you see it across the league. Fourth, fourth down attempts have gone up, skyrocketed. The percentages have increased. And this is the this is the game that people want to see. You want to see them taking chances and, um, you know, putting the defense on the line. That's what it's all about. That's why the, rate, the ratings are going crazy. You look at the, the Cowboys game this weekend on Thanksgiving. Um, I mean, 38 million people tuned in. This, this is what people want to see. They want to see exciting plays and fourth one, fourth and ones. And that, that's what it's all about, Jim. That's, that's, that's ball and we love it. That's why we love this game. We're talking about different things. I'm, I'm trying to take you up here. And you're calling me a dinosaur, okay? You are a dinosaur. Me, the way the way you think about the way you think about it, <laughs> you, you 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 disregard analytics, you disregard all the work those people are doing in to to try to make the game, um, you know, to give you some type of competitive advantage, and and that's that's just where we are right now. I'm not disregarding the analytics. I'm saying there has to be a strategy. It can't just all be percentages. You have to understand your opponent, okay? That computer does not take into account your opponent. That computer is taking into account and analyzing all of the statistics. 
not what's not what's necessarily right there in front of you. You don't agree to that? No, not necessarily. I mean, because if it was they were playing against the you know Detroit Lions, you would say something completely different. Absolutely, um, absolutely. But, I, but I, don't, I still like the decision, Jim. I still like the decision. You know, these, these are the type of decisions. That you're asking. You're saying Jared Goff is now Aaron Rodgers. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I just like the mentality that Sean McVay displayed by making that decision. I, I like the way he thinks. But displaying like, it every time is not good. That's not a good strategy. It didn't work. So you can keep arguing. But it, but it, it didn't work. But it, ha- but it ha- I'll take but it my argument because occasions. it didn't work. Pardon? But it has on numerous occasions this year already, though. The two games What's out of first record? place. The two games out What's, of first place. What's their I think, record? I think. I believe they're seven and four right now, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. You are what your record is. I'm gonna to go to all the dinosaurs today. We'll they're, pull out they're two Bill games, they're two game they're two games out of first place with six games to go. They're they're in the thick of it, Jim. Would you rather be coached by Bill Parcells or Sean McVay? Come on, Jim. Why what, what type of question is that? What type what what type what type, what type of question is that? Like who, who I mean, you're talking about the greatest coach in the you history. Just, you just of, called me a dinosaur, so I'm I'm quoting a dinosaur, according to you. I've seen Bill Parcells go for it on fourth down as well. Not like that. Not in Green Bay. <laughs> Not after Thanksgiving. Well, the two different philosophies. You know, Bill Parcells <laughs> is a defensive defensive minded coach, so he, his thought process is never put the off, never put the defense in a bad position. Sean McVay is an offensive play caller. He's always thinking about putting his offense in position to be successful, not so much thinking about the defense. So you you have two completely different philosophies on on the game, and, you know, you can't compare the two. Well, you just won't back up on this. You're just going to stick right – you're just going to stay right where you're at. I'm I'm, I'm staying – I'm staying put right here. Dinosaurs to the left. Let's go is brought to you by Del Frisco's Double Eagle Steakhouse, serving the highest quality steaks and seafoods with exceptional hospitality. Visit delfriscos.com for reservations at one of our 16 locations nationwide. Larry, you got things all riled up here for no reason. You're on the losing end of an argument on a team that lost. I don't understand it. Where's the Thanksgiving holiday cheer? What's going on with you here? First of all, let's first of all let's set the record straight. I've never lost an argument to you because my points are always <laughs> much more valid than yours. So let's just let's just get that on the let's just get that out, you know. So let's not do any of that. You beat me. Uh, you're a better debater than me. Everybody knows for a fact that's not true. Who's leading the season in picks? Is there a debate on that? No, no, you you have done a better job. You forced me into a pick that I didn't want to do last year too. So I just want to I just want to just put last that year. on the table as well. No, you, last you year, forced you're... me last week. Last week you forced me into picking the Indianapolis Colts against my will, and it's and it's on tape. It's on record. Are you a hostage? Is there somebody standing there <laughs> with the gun in front of that camera? What's Jim, going you on? Told, you, you told me if I didn't pick them, you were going to cancel me. And I and so I, I didn't want to be canceled. And so no, I, I, I told did. you by yeah, picking Jim. the Colts, you're getting canceled. <laughs> no. The name of this show is Let's Go with Tom Brady. And you picked against him. You did it all at no. your own peril. And you lost. You paid the price. Uh, I've been paying the price already this year. My record is woefully under 500. And we, we have to do better. But Tom is a man of mercy and kindness. 
Yes, he knows he that is. you're frail. Yes. He knows that your character <laughs> doesn't always necessarily have to come through through picking a football game. Okay? So he went to the whole all-round encompassing Larry Fitzgerald instead of that glitch and flaw that we that we saw. So <laughs> tried to warn you. You didn't take it. You went you veered off course. Can we reel you back in? Yes, I'm back. I'm back in on the team. I'm back in on the team. Whoever whoever Tampa right. plays next week, I'm picking them. All right. Tampa plays Atlanta. At Atlanta. I'm, def- I'm, I'm definitely picking them. <laughs> oh, big of you. Big of you. Larry, um, four interceptions in a game, <laughs> and then you win the game. Um, everybody's shaking their head at that one, but Lamar Jackson and the Ravens pulled it off. Hadn't happened since 2013. Andy Dalton threw four interceptions and won the game, but that just tells you that uh, Cleveland Browns just aren't ready for prime time. They could not take advantage of that, and they lost the game. Jim, offensively, Cleveland, they could not get the running game going. Um, it just it just looked so stagnant. Um, and, you know, just to even conceptualize somebody throwing four interceptions and being able to win a football game is just so out of the realm of imagination. It's hard for me to even fathom. Um, but, but Cleveland just could they could not get it going. And, you know, during the biggest moments of the game, you know, Cleveland's pass rushers just could not get to Lamar Jackson. They could not get him on the ground. They could not force him into making, um, you know, some more ill-advised throws than they already did. Um, down the stretch, he actually played pretty good and uh, was able to get a couple timely first downs to be able to get Tucker into field goal range late in that game to, you know, be able to make it a six-point lead. But, um, man, it was just disappointing that the Clevelands can't get it going offensively. You know, there's something so unique in this that that you can play like that and win and still be the number one seed, yet everybody walks away. Nobody can feel good about that. Can you? No, but I know on Monday morning meetings is a much much easier to coach the mistakes that were made after a win than they are after a loss. And, you know, nobody's having their head hang, hanging high at the Baltimore Ravens facility today, but they're definitely happy to be able to walk away to win, especially a divisional win that puts them in first place in the AFC race. And, um, you know, it's, it definitely was ugly. And Lamar has to do a lot of things to improve some of the decision-making down the field. But, um, you know, it's definitely easy to correct those mistakes after, after coming out with a win. So don't look now, but had Baltimore lost that game with those four interceptions, the New England Patriots would be the top seed as we head down the stretch uh, in December. Coach Belichick has reminded us for years uh, through Tom Brady, uh, who has picked up the mantra that football begins after Thanksgiving, and they seem to be in the exact right place now after Thanksgiving uh, and still have to perform, obviously, but they're in position now much, much quicker than anybody probably would have imagined uh, without Tom Brady. Jim, um, what do you I, I attribute you, this I, to, and 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 what what do you see in the Patriots? Jim, I tell you one thing. I, that's the that's the one team I would not want to have to play right now. Is, is the New England Patriots? The way that defense is playing, and they got to check J.C. Jackson's hands. Something he got some stick him on his hands. I mean, the ball just always gets to him every every week. He's around the football, making plays. Um, you know, he's he's definitely putting his name in the um, defensive player of the year conversation. He is really, really impressive um, the way he's been able to. Matthew Judon as well continues to wreak havoc on quarterbacks every single week. 
I mean, you really have to tip your hat to that defense. They, uh, they're they doing this a hellacious job of, of, of really forcing offenses to make a lot of mistakes and just being out of sync. And so, of course, Belichick, as always, is, is doing a phenomenal job of getting that team, you know, ready to play. Let's Go is brought to you by USAA Insurance. We're dedicated to helping the military community protect what they've worked hard for with insurance that meets their high standards. Get the coverage you deserve. USAA Insurance. USAA much more with Larry Fitzgerald as we continue here on Let's Go. Stay with us on Sirius XM. This is Adam Shine, host of the Adam Shine Podcast. Here to tell you, you can listen to my podcast all year round. I'll give you my NFL picks against the spread, give you fantasy advice all season long, while being joined by the best guests in all of sports. He's Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. This is what I expect. You know, I expect to play well every year. We release episodes of the Adam Shine Podcast every week. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. The Adam Shine Podcast. Welcome back to Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray, along with great Larry Fitzgerald. Our program is brought to you by Ring. Did you know Ring makes an award-winning alarm system you can install yourself? It's easy. Go to ring.com forward slash let's go for a special offer on a Ring alarm security system today. That's ring.com forward slash let's go. As we continue with Larry Fitzgerald, I'm Jim Gray. Larry, uh, we go back to Thanksgiving Day, and the officiating has been such a big issue in the National Football League all year. And Sean Hockley, uh, his crew, threw 28 penalty flags on Thanksgiving. He was the star of the show. No one wants to see him. No one wants to see any of these officials. Didn't matter who you were for. Didn't matter what side you were on. It was atrocious. And... I haven't really commented on the officials for four-plus decades because I, I know they have a hard job, and they're making instantaneous decisions. And be it in the NBA or the NFL or the umpires, you know, they're in an impossible situation sometimes. You know, the hand is quicker than the eye. But 28 flags? You know, what's the repercussion for this? 38.5 million people tuned in, the biggest audience since 1990. What they got and what they saw was a great football game marred and interrupted time and time and time again. And we see the replays, and it's just plain awful. How come there's never any repercussions for these officials? Why are we going to see this guy standing out there again next week in prime time like he's good when he's awful? Awful. Well, Jim, there are there are repercussions. You know, at the playoffs come here, you know, the guys that are graded the highest are able to to, to perform and officiate deeper into the playoffs, so there 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 are you know rewards for for doing it uh, you know for doing it well. Um, That's not a repercussion. You know, a reward is not a repercussion. A reward is a reward. I know what you're saying, but the, the good officials always come forward in the playoffs, and you know. To, to, so to what about what the teams that don't about? get to the playoffs because guys like this? You can't have a bad day like that. You just can't, Jim. There was a lot. There was a lot of penalties. The, the, the players. It was a physical game. Let's just start off with that. It was a very physical game. Um, it was a lot of deep passes, a lot of hand fighting down the field. You know, there was 
when you when you when you're in seven step drops and you're throwing the ball down the field, it's going to be a lot of holds on the offensive defensive line. That's just part of the game, Jim. And you know the players have to understand if the game is going to be called tight like that, you have to be aware. You have to understand who's officiating you. You have to study who's officiating. You have to understand what's going to be allowed and what's not going to be allowed. And if you see it going one way early, you need to change the way you're playing. As simple as that. So they should change because the officials are bad. Let's not Jim, play the way the game the officials, should be played because if, the officials can't handle it. Jim, if you see the game being called a certain way, it is up to you to adjust. You can complain all you want, but if, the, if they're calling it tight, they're calling it tight, and you need to be able to adjust to the way they're calling it. That's as simple as that. And you let the you let you let you let your coaches and, and the staff deal with it. You know, as they send videos into New York to be dealt with on Monday. But you can't worry about it during the game. If they're going to be calling these things that tight, you have to figure it out. You have to, Jim. That's a good point, but it's a crock of baloney. Send it into the league. And perhaps sometimes they do apologize or say they got it wrong, but more often than not, they get their shackles up and they say, we got it right. And they don't have it right. 38.5 million people know they got it wrong. Really wrong. And again, I'm, you know, it sounds like I'm jumping off a bridge here. But I'm not. It's just, it's just, it's just atrocious all the time. It's not some of the time. It's all the time. And I think they need to change and reevaluate how they pick the folks who are who are who are on the field. Would you agree with that? Uh, you know, Jim, these guys have been better. They've they've come up through the ranks. They've done it, they've done hundreds of games before they even get to the National Football League. So they're they're they are the best of the best, Jim. They they are the best of the best. And sometimes the best of the best do not perform to the best of their ability uh, on certain days. You know, I've I've seen Steph Curry miss free throws, and, and I've seen Tom no, Brady you miss passes. No, you haven't. No, you yeah, haven't. No, you haven't. It, no, it you happens, haven't. Jim. It, okay, it, it and happens, by the way, Jim. he's a ninety three percent foul shooter. I think. Okay, so he misses seven out of a hundred. These guys miss 93 out of 100. They're 93%. Jim, you're talking about a seven-crew officiate, officiating unit. Not every single one of them is throwing, you know, five penalties. There's some that don't throw any penalties, you know. So it's, you know, it's skewed, I think, you know, for, for just depending on the position that the officials are in as well. You know, I, I think the, the toughest position right now is, you know, the, the, the sideline officials having to cover the wide receiver and defensive backs and, you know, being able to, to tell if a guy has his hands back or if he's wrapped around making these tough. I mean, it, that's a very, very tough uh, calls to make, Jim. They're so fast. The best athletes in the world moving at lightning speed um, and you're backpedaling, running, trying to be able to get the, the vantage point. It's, it's a very difficult place to be. And you're 54 years old and you're 30 pounds overweight. <laughs> so they should, that's the, that's the, they should put a weight limit on officiating. Yes. Okay. Well, you just said you just said the best 20, athletes. Why? Look the in the so, NBA. So. In the NBA, Leon Wood played on an Olympic team, played professional mm -hmm. basketball, became an official. Can you name one official? Now, I may I, I I may not have the information. Is is there are there players, former players who are now officiating in the NFL? I, I, don't, I don't think know so. That for a fact. I don't know that. Why not? They know the game best. They know the rules. They've been out there on the field. They're athletic. Why aren't those folks being recruited? 
Yeah, I mean, it it, it sounds it sounds good. I mean, but it, like I said, Jim, you don't just come off the league and, and jump right into you know being an NFL official. You have to work your way through the ranks. You have to show that you're you're capable and you're confident enough to be able to you know to make those split second decisions. Why 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 you will you stand into. here? Why will you stand here? Because I don't I, what I don't what I don't like to do being is being mediocre. Is, you you wouldn't you wouldn't stand this no, with a coach or a player. No, no, I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that. They're, I'm not saying that they're mediocre. I'm saying that officiating crew had a rough day on Thursday. They had a rough day. And when that many penalties are called and the flow of the game is disrupted that often, they, they, had, a, they had a rough day. But the players, I'm saying, also need to adjust when these, when these penalties are being thrown. They just have to. You, you raised an interesting point before. You have to adjust to the folks that are out there. Every week, the Hockley crew throws more flags. So they had to adjust and know that before they started. And then they still throw the flags. So they've already taken into account what you say the players and the coaches have to do because they know what they're getting. And then they still litter the field with this. So I don't think you can make enough adjustments. I think that these folks need to be looked at, and they need to be looked at harder. And I don't care how long they've been out there, how they've been vetted, what they have done. It's about performance. It's about everybody's performance. And when you're a player or a coach on the field, you have to be – in a position where guys do make mistakes. And, and I'm not saying there's ill intent here. I'm not saying they went out there with the intent to screw up the game. So I don't think they're malicious, mean people who are trying to ruin football on Thanksgiving. But I think they're bad. And when they're bad, there should be accountability. It shouldn't be the accountability is you don't get to work the playoffs. That doesn't seem to be accountability. Yeah, you you have you have a lot of merit with that comment. There is you know somewhat lack of accountability and, and no consequences to to doing a poor job. Um, you know, so I think this is going to be addressed though, Jim. It's, it's been you know louder than I've heard in in the last few years. You know about the officiating and the poor job that they've been doing. So hopefully the NFL can make some corrections and improve the way um, you know games are officiated because it would it would make the game a much better product to to watch. Final thought on this. You've been in a position where coaches send in tapes, players complain, players get fined. Um, you really can't say anything because it'll hit your wallet. Mm -hmm. Do you think that any of these complaints ever get addressed and the changes are made because of them? Over the years, you've seen officials, um, you know, be penalized for, for making bad calls. And I, I think there needs to be a more of an onus on that moving forward, there has to be some consequences, you know, maybe officials being fined or um, deducted pay for, for poor performances that, you know, essentially cost players and coaches their livelihoods, general managers and, and playoff contenders, you know, and so there's, there's huge implications on the players and coaches and organizations. There need to be some implications possibly on the officials as well to, to level the playing field. Jim Gray with Larry Fitzgerald right here on Let's Go. We're brought to you by GoldenNuggetCasino.com. Play your favorite slots and table games like blackjack, roulette, and so much more. Download the app onto your phone or play online at GoldenNuggetCasino.com. You must be 21 years of age or over. It's available only in Michigan and New Jersey. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-270-7117 or 1-800-GAMBLER. It's coming soon to your state. That's GoldenNuggetCasino.com. Larry, you are a co-owner of the Phoenix Suns, and what a run your team is having. 16 straight victories. Um, what a ride. 
it's, uh, it's, it's getting up into a stratosphere where, uh, you know, the whole nation is starting to pay attention to this because uh, it's a very, very difficult uh, streak to embark on. Uh, what's it been like? It's been fun. I've been to quite a few games, Jim, and, um, you know, the ball movement, Chris Paul has just been playing at an unbelievable clip, getting everybody involved. DeAndre and obviously Devin Booker and Mikel Bridges have been playing lights out. And, you know, we, we have to have one of the deepest benches in all of the National Basketball Association. It's been a lot of fun to watch. And, you know, the defense has been really good. And uh, we got a great test here coming up on Tuesday against uh, Golden State Warriors. And, um, they hold right now the best record in the NBA, and that's going to be a, it's going to be a great test. And um, you know, if we can get past them, um, you know, it will say a lot about our chances. Well, you mentioned the Warriors; they're eighteen and two. The Suns are seventeen and three. Should the Suns win that game, both the Suns and the Cardinals would have the best records in professional basketball and football. What is going on down there in Arizona, Mister Fitzgerald? You're Mister Arizona. Something in the water out, out there, Jim. Something in the water, man. And hopefully both organizations can keep on winning and uh, bring some bring some respect to the Valley. How different is it for you now to be on ownership side after having been on the field for so many years? Um, it's not it's not that much different, honestly. I mean, I, I'm not a part of the game, but, um, you know, you get a chance to, to be in the meetings and, you know, um, just – to know the players and you know be able to enjoy the action and experience it with your kids you know it's a lot it's a lot of fun it's a it's a lot of fun it's more nerve-wracking actually because you have zero control of, of what's what's happening um you know on the athletic playing field or or court um you know because you, you just don't have you don't have a ball in your hand you can't do anything but sit there and observe and so it's a lot more nerve-wracking what's really nerve-wracking is the way that larry picks games we think he's an expert but any athlete will tell you that it helps to work with an expert. And if you're buying or refinancing a home, your expert is an independent mortgage broker. Find one at findamortgagebroker.com. Powered by United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS, number 3038, licensed in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. That's findamortgagebroker.com, powered by United Wholesale Mortgage. They're experts. Larry, how would you assess? How would you assess the way you've picked games this year? It's been porous, Jim. The worst I've ever done in, in all the years we've been working together. So I'm not I'm not uh, at all um, happy about the way I've been picking games. But um, with six weeks left in the season, I, I have to do a better job. Snake, you got to pick. You got to give us some better options. I think we need to add another game or two, maybe to um, you know to our slate, so I can get back in this fight. This is not going to be catered to you. It is what it is, and you're trailing Jim <laughs> by two games right now, and you're going to have to own the fact that you're down by two uh, games this week. Tell, and we tell, can't just tell, pick the tell games. America his record. Tell America. Yeah, well, he's thir snake, thirteen snake. and eighteen. At Christmas, at Christmas thirteen and eighteen. We can't pick games that are seven point spreads and obvious ones because you're going to pick the same games. So this is the way we have to pick the ones that are closer in spreads. So the first game we're going to pick this week is Dallas at New Orleans. Cowboys are favored by four and a half. Larry, I'm going to take the Cowboys in that game. Uh, we just got word that uh, Mike McCarthy, the head coach of the Cowboys, is not going to coach in the game. He's tested positive for COVID, uh, so he will miss Thursday night's game. But uh, I still like the Cowboys. I'm going to take the Cowboys as well. Um, they should get Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb back on the field, and that should really, really help that offense regain the, the potency and firepower that is played you know, over the course of the season. So I'm going with the Cowboys as well. 
Uh, the next game we're going to choose is the Chargers at the Bengals. Bengals are favored by two. I'm going to go with the Bengals. You know, they, they had an impressive victory last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers, sweeping them on the year. Um, I like the trajectory. I like the direction that this, this organization and team is moving in. So I'm going to go with the Bengals. I'm going with the Bengals as well. Let's talk about the Steelers for a brief moment, Larry. Uh, is, is, is this um, coming to the end for Ben Roethlisberger? They're not. They're not performing well, Jim. I, I don't want. I don't want to throw the talent on my boy yet. Um, they're five, five, and one right now, and uh, you know they're they're just not looking good. They just don't can't get the running game going whatsoever. You know and they're trying, and it is just they can't make any hay. And uh, you know Ben's struggling. You know getting the ball to his receivers, and um, you know their defense just hasn't been playing the way we were accustomed to seeing them play. But, you know, it's nice to see T.J. Watt back on the field, and hopefully he's able to get healthier and healthier um, and be the game record that he's always been since coming into the league. But they're not looking good, Jim. They're not looking good. All right, last game we have second hottest team in the AFC, the Miami Dolphins hosting the New York Giants. Dolphins are favored by two and a half. I'm going to take the Dolphins. You know, I just love what they're doing on the defensive side, giving just blitz zero looks. They really made it difficult for Cam and – you know, was able to negate a lot of what Christian McCaffrey does in the passing and running game. You know, they, they're they really coming on. They're coming on strong. And Tua's looking better, too. Jalen Waddle had a big game. He had his first 100-yard game of the season. And, um, you know, they're clicking right now. Larry, I like the Dolphins in that game. They seem to come to life at the end of the year. They play poorly uh, to start the season. Then they rally. Uh, they're doing so uh, right now. Uh, whipped up on a Panthers team. And, uh uh, unfortunately for the Panthers, uh, we learned today that uh, Christian McCaffrey is going to be out now for the season, uh, so things are getting tough for them. But uh, I like the Dolphins in this game. Is that it, Snake? That's all you got? I'm not giving you more than three games, so that's all we got. <laughs> Larry, you're still going right. to be behind next week. I know, I know, I know. The prize at the end of the year is Larry gets to go and take anybody he wants, the entire crew, to Mastro's, Morton's, or, or Del Frisco's. If I win... It's a round of golf wherever I want to play. Let me start checking out that map. I love St. Andrews. I Dude, love St. Andrews. There's no conditions on that, is there? No, no, there's no conditions. I, I, we definitely can do that. I mean, the British Open, we can sneak out there and, and make it fun. But uh, I know your taste is expensive. We're not, we're not taking any private planes like what you're used to going over there on, Jim. So we're going to have to <laughs> get the coach, coach oh, yes, seats and make it, make it, make it, make it work. <laughs> we're taking your private play Larry no. <laughs> great to have you on the program as always appreciate you have a great week and we will talk to you next Monday night thank you I look forward to it you have a great week as well as you Bye. Uh, one final thought would you ever consider being an official no I would not I would not that's not something I would <laughs> want to do at all <laughs> I think you would look but good I, in stripes you'd be a good zebra but I, I would love to see you out there <laughs> I'll consider it your arms, are not, your, your arms are not big enough to be on the hockey league crew. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great week, Larry. All right, Jim. I'll talk to you guys later. Our thanks to our producer, Dave the Snake Hagan. Production assistance by Harris Fabishoff. And to our great sponsors, Del Frisco's, USAA, Ring, United Wholesale Mortgage, and GoldenNuggetCasino.com. Let's Go Podcast with Larry Fitzgerald was produced by 199 Productions in collaboration with Scratchy Productions. I'm Jim Gray. We'll talk to you again next week right here on Sirius XM. Sirius XM Podcasts.